This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Now back to Riffin' with Raph and AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everyone, we're back again, riffing with Raph and AD, Wednesday night, the quickest two hours. Oh, make that correction. Two hours correction. of the week. And we need to make a correction. Yes. Homer Jordan has not passed away. He's, I was thinking the wrong place. He's Homer Jordan's alive. alive and well. He's 62 years old. Yes. We, we were actually we were thinking of Danny Ford, their head Danny coach. Ford. Danny, Danny Ford. Danny Ford did pass away. Wanted to make that quick correction yep. on there. So we're all good. We're all Homer's good. still alive. Homer's still home. Clemson, be happy. We're all good. <laughs> Celebrate. Celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Dabble Swinney. What are you talking about, buddy? He was at practice just yesterday. <laughs> Heck of a player. Heck of a he player. is well alive. <laughs> so I got a question for you. One more. I got to ask one more football question. I got you. So 1983, scoring explosion, mm-hmm. putting up points, usually out of the game by halftime, if not middle of the second quarter. Right. The Minnesota game kind of lives in, like, I guess, God, what would be the word you'd use for that? 84 to 13. Yeah. And after the game, Coach Osborne was asked, you know, why are we putting your starters back in the game in the third and fourth quarter? What was that like for you, thinking your night was over? And Well, well, I mean, and I've asked Coach the same question. But I understood because it was a away game. Yep. And we could only carry so many players. So, yeah, we came out in the first, I mean, late, sec- late first quarter, maybe early first, second quarter, because the score was pretty much, in, you know, out of hand. It was over. Yeah, but uh, – the backups went in and scored a lot too, yep. but then they got tired in the fourth quarter, so he didn't have nothing. He didn't have a choice. He had to put somebody in, so he had to put the starters back in. So I'm assuming you had the shoulder pads off and everything. You well, were yeah, calling we, it a night. Well, you know, we had we had a position coach that didn't allow that. Huh? You know, Coach Huey wasn't yep. trying to hear nothing about no shoulder <laughs> pads coach off. Coach Gene Huey. Yeah, he wasn't trying to hear that. But you know, a lot of guys had unstrapped them. Yep. You know, but we strapped them back up right quick because. When he said get back in there, you know, we had to go back in. But that was uh, one thing I can – to Coach Osborne's defense, we weren't trying to run the score up on him. Yep. We just we just didn't have enough players. Yep, like, if it was a home game, we'd have got some guys that, you know, that don't travel. They would have got a chance to play. But we was on the road, man. Yep. And, and then when we went back in there, we did what we do. That's wild. You know, when you have that much talent, it's like if you're running ISOs and – traps and you still scoring it's like at the end of the day we can't just keep taking a knee for two you know a quarter and a half right yeah. right you know i mean it i think sometimes coaches coach osborne would um would take the heat on that but when the difference between me and ricky ricky was was, was all world i was one of those scout team guys when when they were done you know they were eating hot dogs and fairberries i was yep. out there in the fourth quarter playing <laughs> but there were times we would still score on isos yeah. and traps mm-hmm. because those dbs and those linebackers, their legs were tired. Yeah. Because, like you mentioned, that hit that Dan Crocker put on you, yeah. those are the type of licks they were laying on those guys. Correct. And so you, when you really take the will out of a person to come up and hit, mm-hmm. you can, you can, your playbook is wide open. Correct. 
I mean, you can run quarterback sneaks for five to six yards a pop at that point because they're tired of getting hit. Rick, before we hop into get the WNK with the and talk more about the documentary, a few more I got for you. Okay. When you hear this, I just I got a few things. What I want you to just when you hear this, I just want you to give me a description. Todd Blackledge, Penn State. Boy. <laughs> hey, I don't know if it's legal for me to say this. But, uh, FCC. <laughs> tell us why that brings – What? T- tell us the emotion and why. Give us a background. Well, first of all, the field grew on, the, oh, on that gosh. catch down by the goal line. And then the catch in the end zone, I'm still not convinced was a catch. Mm-mm. And, it, you know, and it being early in the season – for us to lose that game, it cost us yeah, a national championship because we went, we ran the, the rest of the season yep. undefeated and went to the Orange Bowl and won. So yeah, I, I mean I ain't got nothing against him personally, but he he committed a felony. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and a, a national TV and a hundred thousand, hundred ten thousand people seen it. Exactly, and, you know, and, and the referees. I mean, I I don't know who they are personally, but. Man, come on, man. If we had it, even just an – if they, as far as that goes, if there was replay at that point. Correct. He was, would you say, two and a half, three yards yeah. out of bounds at when he caught least, the ball? At, at least, least that. And that's being – that's being – Yeah, that's being nice. That's being but they generous. They, they probably would have found a way to call it a catch, though, because there's like certain times where you just kind of feel like you're up against it. And I remember that year, Penn State was anointed national champions. Mm-hmm. They were running the table. They had Kurt Warner, Todd Blackledge. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were going. And then Nebraska gives them all they want. And then at the end of the game, that happens, the no. play down at the two-yard line, and then the play in the end zone. And it was almost like it kind of reminds me a lot of a certain game you participated in. Florida State. Same thing. Yeah. They sort of anointed that Bobby Bowden had to win his national yep. title, mm-hmm. and everything that could possibly go their way went their yep. way. Even if it – it, 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 oh, boy. Yeah. It just, boy it, and that game, 82 – you figure that game, man, was – you know, 38 years ago, 37 years ago. Yeah. But yet, it's almost like it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the same thing with my last game, you know, when we went for two. Yep. I mean, mm. people still remember that. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you go 12-0, and 0, you're number one team in the nation for 12 straight weeks, and then you go down here at Orange Bowl for the third straight year, and and you uh, go for two. You answered the question before I was going to ask it. I was going to mm. say, field goal or go – let me ask you this. Extra point. Okay. Would you go for the extra point, or would you went for two like T.O. did? I'm going for two. That's my guy. Tell us why. Because I, I'm just me. I'm speaking just for me, not for everybody else. But for me, I don't want to be wondering if I could have just been. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I want to. I want exactly. You know, I mean, we were twelve and zero, man. We, you know, we ain't, we ain't tied nobody all no. year. Now, last yeah. game of season, now we're gonna sell for a tie. Yep. No, that ain't how. Yep. That ain't how I operate. So no. when he said go for it i was like okay bet let's do this when okay you're sitting in that huddle mm-hmm. and, and and i know there's there's on that sideline and I, obviously we can't speak for everybody right there may have you know what i'm gonna say if there was it's probably very few probably more fans than players if any players when he said go for two what were the, what was the tell us the emotion of, of, the, of the huddle when he said that Let's go get it and come back with it. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> that's I mean, awesome. I'm writing that down. Let's go get it and come back with it. Yeah, and hurry up. I mean, that's just the mindset we had. I mean, right. I mean, just just use a little common sense here. If you're 12 and 0 from the first game of the season to the 12th game, you done took everybody's best shot all season. All season. So now you're playing Miami on their home field for mm-hmm. the national championship, and, and we want to be we okay with a tie? No. Nope. The ring that you're wearing right now. Let's say. He did kick the extra point. 
you get the ring most likely because it's a tie. The, the mm-hmm. press is going to vote Nebraska because of that. Right. Would you even feel right wearing that ring? Not really. No. Be- because to me, dude, I'm still going to be in the back of my mind. It's just me now. I'm we didn't speaking. beat him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not speaking for the whole team yeah. now. I'm speaking for Ricky. Yep. I'm going to be thinking, man, you know what? And and I know a lot of them guys on that team now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when I when our paths crossed, I, I didn't want to have to hear that. Hey man, yeah. <laughs> and, you know you know man, we wearing my ring. I don't want to hear that. You know, I'd rather just you know either win or lose. Right, yep. Ricky, I love that because what what you just mentioned. Uh, this was a number of years ago when Tony Velen, uh was playing for the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. They were playing against the Carolina Panthers at that time. So we met Tony in the hotel there in Denver prior to the game, and um, William Floyd comes down the elevator that played for Florida State. Okay. He was the one that scored the touchdown, but he didn't have the ball in his hands. Ah, uh, gotcha. And so, Tony, and we was talking to him, some other Husker players were on the Panthers team. We looked at him like, man, did you really think you scored that touchdown? <laughs> hey, dog, I got to go, man. I'll talk to y'all later, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, and that's the way it is. I mean, that's why I say, man, I mean, I'd rather, I understand the concept. That's right. Go for it, man. That's I mean, right. And then if you get it, you get it. You if get you don't, it. you don't. You know, but you can't say that you didn't try to win a game. Man. Right. We, we went down there to win. to win. We didn't go down there yep. to tie. We didn't go down there to think about it. We went down there to win. I mean, it was pretty simple. Yep. Last question, Ricky, I got for you before okay. we talk about the documentary. All right. You have two sayings that you say all the time. You know, we got a number of them, but you got a few that, that stick out. You always you, you hashtag it. That's your, that's your signature. That's mm-hmm. everything you do. It's like a brand you put on something. When and why did you start saying another day in paradise? What was the genesis of that? When did you start wow, saying that? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, it started in prison mm. because uh, I was in a real dark space, and I had a guard that was, uh, he was winning, dude. He was actually winning because I was I was going to do something that I couldn't undo. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was bringing me the letter, and it just took me back because I, I hadn't gotten any mail, and I wasn't receiving mail or visit mm-hmm. or anything. And all of a sudden, he come down the hall with that, what's up, inmate Simmons, former Husky superstar? And I, you know, I heard some bad news about my chess partner. So I was not in a good place, man. My parents are gone. I'm thinking yeah. about that. So basically, uh, I was going to do something that, that would probably, would, I would probably still be in prison right now if I'd have followed through. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, you got mail? And I was like, man, I'm going to mess you up because – Ain't nobody write me because so quit playing with me. I'm going to show you what I mean, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I started going toward him, he threw the letter on the door and left, took off. And I don't even know to this day, A.D., why I stopped. Mm-hmm. But I stopped and picked that letter up. And I saw that big red N in the corner. Wow. It's in Nebraska Athletic Department. I was like, oh, man. I, you know, I was embarrassed because I hadn't talked to him. I hadn't talked to him for 20 years, man. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, man. I'm, how they even know I'm here, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when I opened the letter, it was just a paragraph that said, uh, Dear Ricky, I know your parents believed in you. I believe in you. And upon your release, if there's anything I can do to help you, feel free to contact me. And it was signed Tom Osborne. Wow. And right then and there in my prison cells where I fell on my knees and turned my life over to Christ. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did that, here come old, old boy again. Mm-hmm. What's up, inmate Simmons, former Husky superstar? How you feel now? And the words, I don't know how or why, but the words that came out of my mouth was just another day in paradise. Wow. And so I've just used it ever since. I told my goosebumps. So I know. I was there like, uh, why is my hair <laughs> on my arms? I've always wow. wondered that, big bro. Yeah. And as you were explaining, that's, that's why you're such a powerful speaker and communicator. Because as you shared the story, you took us with you to the cell. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I even had a picture in my head of what the dude looked like. I have no idea what he looked mm-hmm. like, and just your expression, like I'm about, to, I'm about to clean, I'm about to yeah, clean him yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I'm finna do something I can't undo. You can't undo by that one gesture, someone showing they cared. Yep, it changed the trajectory of your life. Exactly, and seeing Coach Osborne to this very day. I mean, I've been going to see him once a week for yep. the last 13 years, and he still won't take credit for that. I keep saying, Coach, you don't know what that letter did for me. He's like, well, Ricky, you know, even in the documentary, he says, Ricky, you know, uh, sometimes write a letter, people just throw it in the trash. I'm like, (laughs) typical (laughs) Texas. I'm like, no, dude, I mean, if you hadn't wrote that letter, man, I may never have been free again. That's right. So, he, you know, I mean, I'm not going to let him off the hook. Right. You know, I'm going to keep telling him that, you know, and thanking him, and that's why I show so much respect and love for him. Wow. You know what? I'm going to ask this when the crew – I'm, we're going to ask the crew to come on now because the second one I'm going to ask, but I'm going to let them answer too. Folks, we have WMK. Uh, I'm going to make sure I get WMK uh, in us right now, and they're the ones, the producers. Guys, first of all, introduce yourselves to us. You know, we get the camera over to you guys as well. We move that way for you. There we go. I'm Michael J. Murphy. I'm a part owner of WMK and co-director of Look Like Somebody, the documentary about Ricky C. Simmons. Uh, I'm Walt Sanders, uh, the W in WMK, <laughs> and uh, also a co-director of the film. Why? And we got a, we got what, our third team member over. What introduce for us? Oh, Flame, he's got, he, Flame's our camera. Flame's got, he, he's all right, right. Flame's got his camera. Flame's he's like, all right. Flame's like, I can only he, do so much, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's our sound engineer. He actually engineered the sound on the movie. So when oh, you hear awesome. how crisp and great it sounds, it's hats off to Flame over there. Flame, awesome. well done, brother. Guys, tell us about great WNK. Work. Why? Why did you want to start? How did you meet Ricky? Why did you want to start and do this documentary? Look like somebody. Well, we're both longtime aspiring filmmakers, and we knew we would be best served to start off with a documentary. Uh, but when we started our company, WMK, which we do corporate marketing and things of that nature, mostly video production, uh, we do that to pay the bills, but we also use those funds to fund our first passion project. So our first passion project uh, was the Look Like Somebody story, the Ricky C. Simmons story. So what, you, what we're trying to get people to understand is we didn't set out to make a movie. We're setting out to you know, complete a mission. Wow. So Ricky's been speaking for Ricky's been speaking for over twelve years now mm-hmm. uh, on the on the on the touring circuit and speaking to countless prisons, schools, churches, clubs, organizations. Well, one thing uh, that I think Ricky and other public speakers will tell you is a lot of the places that need to hear his message the most are underserved and underprivileged parts of the community. Yeah, and underfunded. Underfunded. Yes. So yeah, they can't absolutely. they can't afford to pay Ricky's travel costs. They mm-hmm. can't uh, pay to afford to make it a full time job for him all the time so unfortunately he's had to tell the most in need no mm-hmm. at times especially after covid with travel restrictions right. and everything but now everything's open back up it's time to get this man back on the road and what Absolutely. better way than to offer the opportunity to watch a film about his life that's told by former husker teammates irving fire mike rogier and coach tom osborne mm-hmm. uh, coach jerry pettibone makes an appearance the, the man oh, that wow. recruited those guys up to the huskers and then childhood friends and childhood coaches are all a part of telling it so it's a 60 minute film and now uh by us being able to gather donations to ricky's foundation these underprivileged and underserved prisons and schools and churches and community centers rehab centers can invite ricky out at no charge to them We're, they'll watch the film with ricky they'll mm-hmm. get to do a q a with ricky oh, wow. and, and they'll leave with a graphic novel there's actually a new book coming out along with the movie that's a graphic novel format Oh, I don't want to miss this part we got. You mentioned they can make contributions. And I, and I, and I like to say contributions. I like to say investments. 
Because when I hear donation, it feels like I'm giving away a kidney or a lung or something like that. When you hear investment, that means the return on the investment, which every time Ricky speaks, just like he did with us tonight, there's a return on the time that he spent with us and everybody who heard that. If they want to invest in that, where would they go to do that? Right now at rickycsimmons.com. Yes. rickycsimmons.com is where you can make a donation to what's called the RCS 7. Uh, RCS Triumph. Triumph. RCS okay. Triumph Foundation. I love it. Uh, all those donations go strictly to Ricky's ability to travel and speak at these these places that need it the most. I love it. I love it. Folks, we want to take a quick break before we come back with uh, WMK, also former Husky Ricky Simmons on 93.7 The Ticket. This is Riffin' with Raf and AD. We'll see you in a few minutes. This is a 30 second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. <laughs> 